Hello and welcome to Abe's Front Porch Talk. How are you guys doing on this Friday night? Tonight is going to be chapter 17. And I believe I am going to jump right into chapter 17. But before I do, I want to tell you guys to please subscribe or follow however it's worded on the podcast platform you're using. Also, check out my YouTube channel. Go and subscribe there. And folks, tonight's probably going to be a long podcast, so just bear with me. But there will be a lot of reading. And let's go ahead and get started before I waste any more time. But do know this, I think I said this before, it's time for us all to make changes in our life. And we need to make it for the good and not for the bad. We need to repent and try and show Christ that we're trying for Him. And anytime you still fail, even though you repented of your sins and you still fall, don't worry pick yourself back up and god will still deliver you just ask him to help you be delivered from that sin that keeps you down and just know eventually you will stop doing it just keep giving it to christ every time you fall say you have this forgive me for it deliver me from it and eventually you will all right remember i read from the king james version And I'm going to start with verse 1 and go all the way to verse 18. This is chapter 17. And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vows, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. With whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the script, uh, sorry. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots, and an abominations of the earth. Verse 5 here is in big, bold letters. And except for the first sentence, but the rest of where it says mystery, starting with the word mystery, the rest to the end is big, bold letters. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the 
martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. And the angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and the beast that carrieth her, which hath the seven heads and ten horns. The beast that the beast that thou sawest was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into the perdition, and that they dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. And there is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. And there are seven kings, five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth and is of the seven and goeth into perdition. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet but received power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. These shall make war with the lamb and the lamb shall overcome them for he is Lord of lords and king of kings and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. And he saith unto me, The waters which thou sawest where the whore sitteth are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore and shall make her desolate desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire for god hath put in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast unto the words of god shall be fulfilled and the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. See, verse 18 talks about the woman that reigneth over the kings of the earth. Look what's going on in today's time. Look how much has changed since the beginning of time. Look at what we're living in. You get on social media and there's nudity on social media. TV shows, movies. It's all sorts of stuff going on. And people have gotten to a point that they want to throw scripture out. But yet, they think they're okay with Christ, but they're not okay with Christ. 
and everybody thinks they have this personal relationship with him, but they do not. And many people are going to be shocked. And when a lot of people have, let me put it this way, when a lot of people are about to die, and those who have died in the past, even today that someone has died, that thought they had a personal relationship with the Lord, when they stood before him, they realized they did not. They realized they did not have that personal relationship. And they're like, I read your word. I prayed. I listened to gospel music. I didn't listen to all this other music. And Jesus says, but you had no personal relationship with me. You prayed. You read the word, but so did Satan. Satan read the word. Satan knows the word. And I warned you. In my word, to watch your ways, not to turn people away. But you blaspheme my word. This goes back to where it speaks on blaspheming. And that's in verse 3. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman set up on a scarlet colored beast full of names of blasphemy having seven heads and ten horns. And the people are blaspheming Christ and don't even realize what they're doing. They're blaspheming a holy and just God that created them. And the Holy Spirit will not be mocked either. You cannot blaspheme against the Holy Ghost. And people are making all kinds of mockeries. And people are going through this once saved, always saved and saying that those who don't believe in once saved, always saved is taking scripture out of context where it says if you're lukewarm, he will spew you out of his mouth and where it says he will blot you out of the Lamb's book of life that we that believes that you can't always be saved, that he will blot you, blot your name out. We're told we're wrong. And we're taking this scripture out of context is what I'm trying to say here. But we're not. It's the other way around. If you really believe in this once saved, always saved, and you don't want to understand scripture that Christ will blot your name out, you got another thing coming. Because if once saved, always saved was true, why did Moses ask God to blot his name out of the book of life? That should tell you, since the beginning of time, God would write, set up there and blot your name out. That was before Christ. And once they killed an animal and repented of their sins and used that animal as a sacrifice in the Old Testament to get their name in the Lamb's Book of Life, if they sinned, any time after that, they had to kill another animal for their repentance. Or God would blot their name out of the book of life. Now we have Jesus that's came. And all we have to do is ask him to forgive us and repent 
but he tells us if we're lukewarm. So don't blaspheme the word of God. Don't be coming up with all these blasphemies. People are going to church. Preachers, they're, they're fornicating from behind the pulpit. They're committing adultery. They are allowing lies in the house of God. Jesus said, my house is called the house of prayer. People think they're okay with Christ and they are not because they go to church and pay their tithes and offerings and read the Bible. But it takes more than just that. And people going into church and they told lies on people all week long and went to church on Sunday. And some people go to church and tell the people they're sitting in church with a lie. And knowing it's a lie. And don't even see how they're blaspheming Christ. And don't even realize how they're making a mockery. We have become such blaspheming people through our sinful ways and we have become such mockers that we don't even realize what we are doing. We've got to learn. We've got to learn to stop doing this stuff. There is something about to come upon us all. And always remember, it tells us in Scripture, God will reign on the just and the unjust. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He knows your ending to your beginning. And how are you going to stand the trials that are to come if you keep blaspheming Christ and making mockery of his word. How do you think a God that created you is going to let you buy with so much because you think you're saved? Or you, because you believe you're saved, you think God's going to pass you by with his wrath and vengeance? A lot of you probably think that because you are saved that you're not going to have to meet the wrath of God. You're not going to have to face that vengeance. But you're deceiving yourself. You're lying to yourself right there. You will. That's why it says, I will reign on the just and the unjust. That's why it takes you to have that special relationship with Christ right there. And right here in verse 5 where it says, And upon her head, or and upon her forehead, was a name written, Mystery, Babylon, of the great mother of harlots, and abominations of the earth. Look around a worldwide events that's going on at the people's attitudes and how they're doing, and they don't care who they hurt in the process. They don't care what they say to people. They don't care if they're having an affair on their husband or their wife. They don't care if they sell their bodies to pay bills. They don't care if they 
do whatever they got to do that's sinful to sell their bodies. And we're living in such a time as this. You know, we've got to respect ourselves. That once again goes back to our body is the temple. And we've got to respect that because our body is the temple. But if you're going to say you're Christian and you're going to go sell your body and you're going to do this to pay your bills to make ends meet, then if you die, you can't expect to be going into heaven. You can't expect to be going up into rapture from when that does take place if you're going to be doing this. Then you're not, you have lost your salvation when you do that because you're making a mockery. And we all got to learn these things. We've got to learn this. This will get your name blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life. A lot of people will argue the fact with this, but I'm going to tell you there's something coming that we all are about to face. And we're not, many of us will not be strong enough to stand the wrath and vengeance of God. Only those that God has his hands upon can survive. But it's going to be up to the people to listen to those that God has his hands upon that he has called and chosen. For that time frame. To help people through. But it also says many people. Will blaspheme his name. From when he starts. Heating up the sun. And scorching the earth. with and People dying with the heat. And when the earth is scorched. Because of that. People. Will start blaspheming his name. When things start going wrong in your life. And you lose everything you had. You will blaspheme God's name. You will blaspheme his name. Remember, you will sow what you reap. Whether it's good seeds or bad seeds. The choice is yours. And if you sowed seeds of mockery and blaspheming, then that's what you're going to reap during this tough time. And it's all going to come back on to you. And if you want to try to keep twisting the word of God around, then that's going to be on you too. And that's a bad seed. And that's going to slap you in the face. We're fixing to see people walk away from Christ that serving him now or claims to be serving him because bad things started happening to him many people are going to end up being like job when job lost it all but job stayed faithful through it all but a lot of you in today's time will not be able to stay faithful you're going to get mad at god because everything you had you lost it because you were greedy with it you were selfish you didn't want to share with those who did without you overlooked the lame and the poor. And you thought Christ was okay with you. 
You thought everything was good with you. And you were all happy until you became a Job, a modern-day Job. Now you're mad at Christ. Now you're mad at God, and you don't want nothing to do with him. See, he already knows if you're going to stand that trial when he takes everything away from you. Either you're going to repent and realize what you have done, and you're going to repent, or you're going to tell God you don't want nothing else to do with him, and you're going to blaspheme his name and walk right on away from him. The choice is yours. And remember, it says here, And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. And you know, I told you last week, you see, in Revelation 16 that I did, it speaks on for verse 6 of 16, Revelation 16, I think I told you the wrong chapter there just a couple of minutes ago. I'm sorry. But Revelation 16, going back to it says in verse 6, For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. Because people killed the saints and the prophets. You overlooked them. You did them wrong. And this is what verse 6 of chapter 17 is getting at. They were drunken with the blood of the saints, and the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. This great whore of Babylon, mystery of Babylon, the great mother of harlots and abominations of the earth, has the ones that killed the saints of God and the prophets of God, and they refused to listen. People did not want to hear what they had to say. They wanted them dead. They overlooked them. They pushed them to the side, refused, whatever it was. And now they have to drink the blood, and that's when the waters turn to blood. This is because the saints and prophets will be killed and persecuted. And they. And the, this harlot here was drunk off of the blood of all of this because she knew what she was doing. Satan has all his people in line. Many people are bowing down, praying in Jesus' name, but yet they're really praying to Satan and don't even know it. They're calling Satan Jesus and don't even realize it. And they want to bring all this correction and think they're correcting people. But yet, 
they don't want to receive correction themselves. And everybody wants to be a leader, but they do not want to sit on the pews of the church and learn how to be a leader. Many people want to be a teacher, but they don't want to be taught. Many people want to get on social media, whether it's TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and say the Lord said this and the Lord said that, and God said, I did not tell you to speak. Woe be unto my prophets that have spoken when I told you not to speak. You spoke, and I didn't tell you to speak. That's written in scripture. Many people have become so hardened in their hearts. Their hearts have waxed cold and they don't care. It's all about them and their beliefs and their beliefs only. And if you don't believe like they do, you're wrong for it. And let me tell you, that's how Satan's got his people. Satan's got a lot of people, even the young children and teenagers, mainly because the parents and grandparents taught them to believe that way. But you've got to learn, you got to grow out of that. You got to get in that relationship with Christ and go to him through much prayer and fasting to outgrow what you were taught to let Christ teach you. But you, it's always good to learn and go by what you were taught. I'm not saying go against it, but sometimes Christ wants to teach you something new that your parents or grandparents could have been wrong about. Even me, if I had children and I was teaching them things about the Word of God, because of their generation, God wants them to be alone with Him. Christ wants them to spend time with through prayer and fasting with him and, and getting in his word for their generation and how to help people in their generation. And though, even though I taught them some stuff, I might be wrong in certain things and Christ could tell them, hey, Abe was wrong in this area, but I'm teaching it to you. And maybe Christ didn't show me I was wrong. But he wanted to show my children. That's just how it is. Just like when in the Old Testament, when God asked the people to have a strong drink with them, with him. And the people said, our fathers taught us not to drink strong drink, that it was a sin. And God got mad because they would not obey him. They would not go in a place with God because of what their fathers have taught. That it was a sin to drink a strong drink and God was telling them to drink a strong drink with him. Therefore, it was not a sin. But they didn't want to see it that way. They didn't want to hear it. God withdrawed from those people. We've got to learn to stop being such abomination and stop all this mockery and blaspheming. We've got to stop trying to kill the saints and the prophets. 
let me tell you this. Let me, this is one good prime example. And I'm actually surprised over this. I've been doing a little bit of TikTok videos here and I've had TikTok for two years and I've, I'm just now starting to branch out and start doing some videos, but I've been feeling like I really didn't need to, that I needed to stay away from it. But I thought fear was setting up inside me. So I decided I wanted to try it and give it a little experience. And I met some nice, friendly people out of it. And I just have to go on and see what God has in store for me on it. But in the meantime, I don't know, maybe I disobey God. Or maybe it was just me out of fear because of watching other people's videos and seeing their harsh comments that they have gotten. It That's one reason that kept me away. So my point to this is the videos I started doing, I found a picture of Jesus and it's got three crosses on it and it's a pasture. Very beautiful picture. And I've been taking this picture of Jesus and the pastor and the crosses. And on TikTok, I can take my camera from my phone and slap and snap that button, take my picture to put in with it. And then I add some gospel music in behind it. Well, let me tell you, just here this week, after about a month of this, just this week, somebody left me a comment saying that I needed to read the book of Exodus chapter 20 and go to Leviticus chapter 19 and read it because this is not Eshawa and this is not this is not him. This is a grave, graven image and it's adultery. No, it's not. I'm not worshiping that photo. I'm not worshiping anything in that photo. So it's not adultery to me. I'm not bowing down to the photo. And let me tell you something. Everybody knows that's not Jesus in that picture. Everybody knows any picture that you see of Jesus, it is not of him. But when we see this, these photos of him, we think to ourselves, Christ. Yes, Christ. That, that's Jesus. We, we start thinking about him being in the heavens, walking around up in heaven. Or you should be, anyways. Or thinking about how he could be standing right there in front of you. But people are seeing these videos I'm doing and they're complaining saying it's a graven image and you're not supposed to have all of this. When I was little, people in their homes had pictures of Jesus all the time. Every church I've ever been in has a picture of Jesus in it. Even the baptistry in some of these churches would have a picture of Jesus in the baptistry. Now people are complaining about that. 
and you're supposed to be Christians. Your grandparents had pictures of Jesus all in their houses. Now you don't see that much today, and people are claiming to be Christian people. This goes with the harlots and abominations of the earth. This goes against, this goes with blaspheming and mockery. You're supposed to be Christian people, but yet you don't want no photos, no crosses or nothing in your house that pertains to Christ whatsoever. And I was talking to somebody today, why is this? Why are people like this today because they're demons christ said you will be professors christ said you will be only professing to be christian people he said there will be sculptors among you that's part of that correction they want to bring correction but they don't want to receive it they always want to be right they want to be in leadership but they don't want to be sitting on the pews or sitting down listening to the leader that God had called. They want to try to steal that away. But I got news for you that makes you a thief which breaks the Father's Ten Commandments. But you don't want to see that or hear that. And the things that are to come, God's going to shut you down and He probably will take your life. God is a vengeful God. And when you come against his prophet, says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. And if anyone offends my little ones, it's best they tie a millstone around their necks. You best stop all this blaspheming and mockery of Christ. And to me, that tells me like somebody told me today that you when they're seeing these pictures of Jesus, the demons inside of them or that's latched on to them is scared and they can't stand to look at the face of christ and you know it says when you die every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess even on the day of judgment when we all have to stand before christ every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess it's even written in scripture to walk in the fear of the Lord. And it amazes me you're professing to be Christian and you're supposed to be good Christian, but yet you want to stop the religious artifacts out here because you want to say it's a graven image and it's a sin against God and you're the ones wanting to stop it. You're probably the ones that's trying to get prayers out of the schools. But let me, and that's a good point there. Thank you for, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Let me tell you this. You fuss because they're taking prayers out of the school. You fuss because you can't go out to restaurants wherever and pray. It might offend somebody. But yet, you are a Christian person who's throwing a fit saying you're not supposed to have a picture of Jesus in your house because that's not really him. It's called adultery then. You're not supposed to have a cross. It's idolization then. It's a graven image. Get over yourself, you hypocrite. You're nothing but a hypocrite. That's all you are. Get over yourself. If I was you, I'd be down on my knees 
and repenting over that and asking God to forgive me for that. But you don't want to see that. But when I, like I said, when Christ takes everything away from you, you have nobody to blame but yourself because of these very reasons. You fuss about prayers. Can't say a prayer here. Can't say a prayer there. But yet you don't want to see a picture of Jesus on social media or anything pertaining to him or a cross. You demons need to settle your butt down. You demons need to sit down and be quiet and leave the true children of God alone because you're going to be drinking the blood. The waters will be turned into blood and you will be drinking it in due time. All that will happen in due time. And if you look at verse 8, where it says in 17, The beast that thou sawest was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit, and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder, whose name were not written in the book of life, from the foundation of the world, when they behold, the beast that was and is not and yet is. A lot of you that thinks you're Christian people, that thinks your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you're about to get a big surprise. And when this beast from the bottomless pit arises, you're going to have the biggest surprise of your life because you're going to be tormented. And the Euphrates River is drying up. And that does not bother any of y'all. You're not scared of what's to come. Because you think you have nothing to fear. But when these things torment you day and night and you can't sleep and they bring you down to a weakened state, then what are you going to do? Right now it's easy to say. Right now, it's easy to say, oh, I won't be here. I won't see it. Okay, you keep telling yourself that, but yet you don't want religious artifacts nowhere near you. Remember that now. Remember that, okay? You say it's graven image and adultery, like Scripture says, and you've taken that way out of context, but those who believe in once saved, always saved, isn't taking that out of context. So, you need to learn. Stop being a hypocrite. And no, I do not believe in once saved, always saved. I believe you can walk away from Christ. He doesn't never leave you. But there is scripture that tells you if you lukewarm, he's going to spew you out of your mouth. And it also tells you in scripture that the Spirit of the Lord will not always strive with man. And when he withdraws, he withdraws. And many of you cannot even see that he has withdrawn from a lot of you. A lot of you don't believe he will ever withdraw because of this scripture that says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And y'all have that so twisted around and can't see it. Satan has blinded you. But during all these hard times that's coming, you're going to see. 
And things here pretty soon are going to get bad. It's going to get bad. And let's see how you think then. Let's see what you think about the religious artifacts then. Let's see how if you're going to have a change of heart about I should never been against those that were taking prayer out of schools and prayer out of public places when I was against people showing pictures of Jesus or having crosses up saying it was a graven image. Many of you are going to end up going through so so much. You're going to have such hardships, such hard trials that you yourself are going to go into prayer and you're going to feel like Christ is gone from you for the very first time. You have easy, simple words for anybody else right now that feels the same way. But when it's going to come back on to you, it's going to be a different story. And you're going to know. You will know in this time. You will know if Christ has withdrawn from you or not. You will know it. You're going to know about your blaspheming. You're going to know about your mockery. You're just going to know where you stood. You're going to know where you stood with the harlots. And you're going to know how well you really knew. Some of you are going to wish you had just sat back and shut up and not said nothing. Some of you are going to sit back and wished you had never typed in comments on people's YouTube or Instagram or TikTok or anything thinking that you were right and they were wrong. You're just going to wish you had sat back and shut up and not said a word. Some of y'all going to wish you never got online, period. Some of y'all going to wish you never got on there and tried to do videos and teach about the gospel. Because you're going to see you overstepped your boundaries. You're fixing to be put in your place. You you will be put in your place. And but this is all I got for you tonight. Uh thank you for listening. Next week will be chapter 18, the desolation of Babylon. So stay tuned to see what chapter 18 is going to be all about. Thank you so much.